Hello guys and welcome to this episode of the Cage Thin Podcast. Uh, just wanted to get a little something off my chest because I feel like I've been uh, racked with guilt because um, it was brought to my attention that I'd never covered the film Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, a film that I've seen and from what I remember Nicolas Cage is not in it but people have informed me that he is, uh, albeit a very, very small role. So small, in fact, that he doesn't speak. But I often lay awake at night and just just toss and turn. And voices, voices plague me. Your podcast is shit. Your Nicholas Cage podcast sucks balls. Your podcast is really shit. I've ever heard. I consider myself to be a Nicholas Cage connoisseur. This podcast doesn't know. This is the worst Nick Cage podcast ever. Der Caged in podcast is the größte Scheiße, die es überhaupt gibt. You know, because of all the Nick Cage podcasts in the world ever, this is the worst. So I've come here today to to say to you guys um, that I'm not going to actually watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High again because I believe that it's not worthy of my time to watch it because there's not enough cage in it. I wanted real raucous raging cage and I feel like so far that is what I've got. We had one bum note with Never on Tuesday but that is one of the things of no distractions and no expectations. I did not expect that film to have Nicolas Cage in it for all of five seconds whereas this film I knew he was in it for about 12 seconds or whatever and doesn't say a single word and is just just credited as Brad's bud. That is all. It's just a glorified extra in this film. So I'm not going to do it. But instead, if you want to know what happens in this film, I'm going to read out the plot synopsis from Wikipedia. And before I get into it, just like a little nugget of information. I did a little bit of research on this film. Just to, just to know if there was any like Nicolas Cage little little tidbits and facts that I could find out to let you guys know like what this could have been. And one of the greatest ones was the fact that Nicolas Cage was originally supposed to play the lead in this film as Brad. But apparently his audition was too off the wall, too wacky. And they were like, nah mate, we're going with Judge Reinhold because you have lost the fucking plot. And he was the only one of the cast who was actually in high school at the time when they filmed this. He was 17 and had lied to them that he was 18. They didn't want someone who was actually in high school because this film can get pretty raunchy, apparently. From what I remember, you see um, Phoebe Cates is titties. They're hanging out. There's a very famous pool scene. Uh, yeah, but I'm not going to go into great detail because I'm not watching this film again, okay? So here is the plot synopsis, if you do care. And it's not my words. These are the words of the people over at Wikipedia. Here you fucking go. Fast times at Ridge Mon High. Oh, and to warn you, this is not a short plot synopsis either. So you're getting every single bitter, twisted, pathetic word that is written on Wikipedia. And it goes a little like this. 
Brad Hamilton is a popular senior at Ridgemont High School and is looking forward to his final year of school and almost has his 1960 Buick LeSabre paid off. He has a job at All-American Burger, which I believe this is where he knows Nicolas Cage's character, who, as I said, says nothing. Says nothing. He doesn't even give glances to people. He is just there. He is dressed as a... McDonald's employee, a Burger King, he's just a standard Bergen flipping bastard. Where his girlfriend Lisa also works, Brad is eventually fired for lashing out an obnoxious customer. When trying to tell Lisa how much he needs her, she informs Brad she wants to break up with him in order to date other guys. Brad then quits his job at Captain Cook Fish and Chips because of the humiliation to wear a pirate costume when delivering food. Well, Brad, you don't want to be a pirate. Neither did Jerry Seinfeld, but he still wore that puffy shirt. So you should wear that pirate costume and serve those bloody people food. How much do you want that Buick LaSabra? You fucking shit. Brad's sister Stacy is a 15-year-old sophomore and is also a virgin. I'm not sure what this plays into the plot. It, it must do because otherwise they wouldn't have bloody put it on here, would they? She works at a pizza parlour at Ridgemont Mall. I want to know, does anyone in this film work anywhere apart from a fast food outlet? Um... Alongside her outspoken friend, the popular and sexually active Linda Barrett. One night at work, Stacy takes an order from Ron Johnson, a 26-year-old stereo salesman who asks her out after she tells him she's 19 years old. One thing I want to say is Ron Johnson is a bloody fantastic name and it is nice to see that he works in something else apart from fast food and is out there slinging stereos to the masses she later sneaks out of the house to meet him and they have sex in the dugout of a softball field real romantic real nice stacy never hears from ron again because he's a dirty shagging scumbag revealing the loss of her virginity to linda mike damon a somewhat smooth talking know-it-all who earns money taking bets and scalping tickets fancies himself and as a ladies man mike is a shy but amicable friend mark ratner works at a movie theater across from the pizza parlor at the mall when mark proclaims his love for stacy to him Uh, Mike lets Mark in on his five secrets for picking up girls. Mike later convinces Mark to ask out Stacey on a date to a German restaurant. This town's bloody got it all. They got pizza, they got burgers, you can get a stereo, you can go to the cinema, and you can go to a German fucking restaurant. Afterwards, at home, Stacy invites Mark into her bedroom, where they look at Stacy's photo album together. Oh, isn't that isn't that nice? They begin to kiss, but Mark abruptly leaves after Stacy attempts to seduce him. Stacy mistakenly interprets Mark's shyness as disinterest. Eventually, Stacy becomes interested in Damon, and she invites him to 
have uh, a swim in her pool, which leads to them having sex in the pool house. Stacy later informs Damon she is pregnant and tells him she's scheduled an abortion and wants him to pay half the bill. I thought this was supposed to be the ultimate original teen comedy film. Abortion does not sound like the subject matter you would want to tackle in a teen raunchy comedy but bloody hell it's 1982 so what the fuck they're getting a bit dark on you motherfuckers on the day of her appointment embarrassed at being unable to raise the money of his half of the bill damon begins to ignore stacy stacy asks brad to drive her to the bowling alley to meet friend but brad sees stacy enter the abortion clinic across the street brad waits for stacy and he confronts her about the abortion stacy has Brad promised not to tell her parents. When Stacy tells Linda, Linda becomes angry at Damon, leading to an almost physical confrontation between Damon and Mark in the boys' locker room until it is broken up by the gym teacher. Jeff Spicoli is a stoner and surfer who runs afoul of strict history teacher Mr. Hand, who is intolerant of Spicoli's a disregard of rules of his classroom. One night, Spicoli wreaks havoc uh, at Ridgemont High. Star players Charles Jefferson's 1979 Chevrolet Camaro Z28. During a jaw raid with Jefferson's younger brother, Spicoli decides to park the car in front of the school with slurs painted on it, supposedly written by Ridgemont's rivals, Lincoln High. When Ridgemont plays Lincoln, Jefferson, furious about his car, trashes several of Lincoln's players and wins the game for Ridgemont. On the evening of graduation dance, Mr. Hand shows up at Spicoli's house and informs him that since he was wasted eight hours of class time over the past year, Mr. Hand intends to make up that for it tonight. They have a one-on-one session that lasts until Mr. Hand is satisfied that Spicoli has understood the lesson. In the end, Mark and Stacy get back together. Brad takes a job at a convenience store and is promoted to manager after foiling a robbery with help of Spicoli. The fates of some of the other characters are revealed in an epilogue. Spicoli saves Brooke Shields from drowning and then spends the reward money hiring Van Halen to play his birthday party. Linda gets accepted to UC Riverside and moves him with her abnormal psychology professor, Damone gets arrested for scalping Ozzy Osbourne tickets and gets a job at 7-Eleven. And Mr. Hand believes everybody is on dope. So there you have it. There is the plot synopsis to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And that in the way of breakdown of this film is all you are fucking getting from me. It's probably a lot more concise than when I do it. But it's not as in-depth and you're not getting my opinions on the film because guess what? I haven't watched this film for about five years. So, no, 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 no. What did this film rate? Is this rated good? I remember it being pretty all right. Uh, I sound really off on it at the moment, but that's because I am not covering this for the podcast, even though I kind of am. Uh, So, IMDb, this film is 
7.2 out of 10. Pretty good score. Rotten Tomatoes, 78%. And Metacritic, 67%. So it's an above average score for this film. And this is a below average episode. Uh, I will be back next week to talk about The Family Man. Hopefully, I'll be joined by a guest, uh, Brett Jones of The Hardest Part of the Ring podcast and is an amazing illustrator. Check him out on social media. It is at EWF. 81 on Instagram and Twitter. He has done an amazing uh, Nicolas Cage zine called The Cult of Cage, which I've bought. I wear the pin proudly on my bag as I traipse around the streets of Brighton, uh, sneaking stickers up and sneaking stickers into Nicolas Cage DVDs in second-hand shops. (laughs) And... Yeah, hopefully that would be fun. I thought this week's would be a little bit of fun just explaining to you guys why that I am aware that I never covered Fast Times at Ridgemont High and I'm not really going to in depth. Um, I'm just going to give you this little bit of fun here. So join me next week when I will talk about The Family Man and as ever, I have been Petrus Patsilvis. I have been caged in. You have been very patient and lovely if you have got to this point of the podcast. You've also been rad. Bye! This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Drip Town Limery Main, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.